So You Want to Be an Artist is now on YouTube as a video series too. So if anyone prefers watching their podcasts and conversations, then head over to YouTube, the So You Want to Be an Artist YouTube channel. And this episode is now live on there too. So I would say, brethren, keep up, keep up the bad work. If the man not arm, let the man not arm. So I would say, brethren, keep up, keep up the bad Courage is the enabling virtue for any human being, I think, in the end. Courage to think, courage to love. I want all of the rich historical uh, coloration to be manifest in talking about our finitude. Being born of a woman, being introduced to the funk of life in the womb and the love push that gets you out. Yeah. So, in theory, we're, nothing should go wrong. Yeah, yeah, we're good now. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stop this and start. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to roll a voice memo as well. Just, just so we, you know, always covered. <laughs> I like that man. You're very, you're like very. Uh, you're no, you're. Well, I, I was gonna say thorough. I was gonna say thorough, bro. I was gonna say you're very thorough, and um, that's something that takes you far in life. I think. Let me just take a moment. <laughs> I don't even know how to start. It's like the, the elephant in the room is that I've been gone for like two years. I haven't had one of these conversations for the last two years and it's trying to get it going again, you know, get back in that space of getting out of the way and just trying to bring the best out of someone, even though I know you do it yourself, but yeah. you know, encouraging I, that. I respect you and every and all of your output. So... It doesn't really matter that you haven't done a podcast for two weeks, I think. Yeah. Uh, two, I, two years. I feel like someone clicking on it might be like, where the fuck have you been and why should I start listening to you again? <laughs> nah, That's how I feel a little bit. I, I feel people respect you. They respect your output. So whatever you want to do creatively, just just the way that you just set up everything is just like, it's it was meticulous, man. I, it's, I appreciate it's it. It's to be commended, bro. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad someone yeah. noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, validation that I needed I'm ready to start right, the podcast okay, cool, again cool. what we'll call season two of So You Want to Be an Artist yeah and we're back thank you for being the first guest on the podcast right, of this season I'm happy to be here obviously as I said I'm, I'm a listener so it's um it's great to be uh involved good thank you man yeah first question I pose to every single person I sit down yeah. with is uh, especially an artist or someone who I respect like yourself I want to know how you uh, perceive the process or perceive the outcome you know I want to know how you perceive and the first question is what is art I, I guess um it's um we we have a need to like speak I think that's just kind of it. It's, it's, it's to speak. And you can speak in different ways. You can speak with language. You can speak with dance. You can speak with film. You can speak with colours on a wall, you know. Um, but it's to, to speak. And um, I, even like, 
that's why that's why I'm so like fascinated by memes and stuff like mm. that. Like I'm, I'm super into memes, but like it's like groups of people speaking to each other. It's the, with the internet, it's been really interesting because then you get this kind of like international conversation about something that can be quite niche or whatever. So I don't know. I, I feel like we've always since the beginning of time, since we scrawled on the walls and danced around a fire, we've always had the need to speak and express ourselves. And I guess like we've kind of I wouldn't say intellectualise it, but we've kind of defined it and called it art. I mean, I don't know what the etymology of the word is or whatever, but that's kind of the way I see it. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting to, to take into, or perceive art as a tool of communication, which yeah. is, you know, essentially what you just said is to, is to speak, but when we speak, it's to communicate something. It's to exchange something. You know, an exchange of information. That's what language is. That's what yeah. speech is. So I wonder for you then, what is it that you're communicating to your audience? Or, or it, sorry, that was a loaded question. Yeah. What is it that you're communicating? Um, I mean, this is great because it's not something that I've really thought about that much. I think for me, like making music is like, or just expressing myself it's just something that I've always like I've always done since I can remember being conscious I've always been drawing cartoons they were never good but just like I'd write short stories I'd I was writing songs like from when I was like five um I, like, when I was in primary school like I made up an idea for a computer game with my friend I couldn't program but I had the whole concept it was like a fighting game and all this kind of stuff so I guess I've always um I've always wanted to express myself and like create and I guess like um in terms of what was the question what I'm what I'm communicating yeah. what am I trying to say I guess like not necessarily what what you're trying to say just what is it that you're trying to communicate in this exchange of information that we call art I, I guess it's kind of like this, in terms of my music it's kind of like this is me uh this is where I'm at um and this is this is how it is kind of thing like that's why is it important for you to why do you feel like it's important for other people to hear it you know because there's a reason why it doesn't go into a diary or a hard drive yeah know? it's packaged in an aesthetic a very pleasing aesthetic way and given as a gift yeah that's that's a very good point um i guess uh i've i've always wanted to um to share my ideas I guess it's just like a lot of human beings you, you kind of like you want the validation of whatever it is that you're saying so if other people hear it um, I guess there's like um, but it becomes a conversation doesn't it um, because uh, you say something and people might applaud you or someone might be like ah oh, I'm going for the same thing or someone might say no you're wrong um and it kind of goes like that. So I guess it's like, I guess like deep down, you want to kind of, you know, like when people send me messages and they say, oh, like um, this, this record really helped me through this. That's like the most rewarding. But at the same time, for, for me, I think something that's equally as rewarding when I think about it is like just people kind of like, you know, they might, you know, someone might be, you might be watering that plant listening to my, my record or, um, you know, 
just at, at, at a house party getting out of your face like it could be like do you know what i mean whatever and it's kind of like being part of that in someone's life is kind of like really rewarding to me as well so i guess it's kind of like it's about like the spread it's like it's about the spread of information i guess or like the spread of my information but also kind of like wanting to be a part of other people's lives really and other people's experiences and 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 hopefully helping but i mean you once you put the music out there you can't really control what it gets used for mm. once it's out there you know? it's a really beautiful idea just to, to like summarize all your thoughts and, and how i'm digesting them yeah. is that that your art is a way to communicate a common ground with yeah. everybody else you know it's yeah. like like you said the the person watering their plants at home at two o'clock on a Monday morning or whatever afternoon, and the the guy getting off his face up Friday night. It's like I'm <laughs> both of you people. Do you yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, for sure. And also the person way up high who can't be touched and is super happy with life, and the person way down low who feels like nobody else feels the same and that they'll never get out of it. Yeah, you know, I'm both of you at the same time. That's such a beautiful concept, uh, such a beautiful message as well. And uh, it's interesting you said earlier about the fighting game. Um, when I was younger, I, m my, I remember my first creative thought, like my first conscious yeah. creative thought. And I remember even what I visualized. I was in the front garden of my mum's house. And my mum had me when she was like 18, 19, okay. single mum, like yeah. dirt poor. This is the same house we used to hide from the landlord, you know, like okay. that type of vibe. Like, and I remember yeah. being in the front garden and garden is an understatement it was yeah, just pure yeah, yeah. dust yeah, like, yeah, yeah, with yeah. one big tree i can see the vibes um and i remember sitting in the mud and i had like this blanket and i remember thinking if i put this up there and that bit up there and that bit up there i can make a tent if i make a tent i can make a circus and if i make a circus i can entertain people and if i entertain people i can make money <laughs> and if I make money, I don't have to live in this shit house no more. <laughs> right, and we can right. have a garden with grass. Right, right, right. So it's like, it's really, for me, just trying to process that, my own thought of like, whoa, from the get-go, I've been trying to like, please people, but yeah. also get something from it, you know, in, yeah. in order to just survive. So it was, like a, it was economic straight, straight Yeah, it was a survival yeah, thing yeah, yeah. for me anyway. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I miss that almost. Yeah, yeah. I used to sell football cards. Really? At that school? Was, yeah, yeah. That was, I think that's the first hustle that I had was I used to just cop like a, I can't remember. I think my, my, my friend, yeah, it was like, my friend had like a plug on the tip. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eight year old yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we had, we, there was two of us. There's this guy, I think his name was Andy. I, I can't remember. It was, I was so young, but like we used to like shop football stickers mm. at school shiny and we yeah we'd have the shinies and like the rare stuff and we'd be like shiny oh, alan shearer this would this Burn, yeah this would be like 50p that's a pound like that and i remember like coming home with a bit of change and being like what'd you do with the money i can't remember bruv like i guess it's bought sweets like yeah, i can't yeah, yeah. yeah. i remember yeah. i used to sell cans of coke right like this was at secondary school this is when okay. you know we kind of upgraded a little bit yeah, yeah, there was yeah, more yeah, intention yeah, yeah 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 we used to sell cans of coke Bag of uh, bags of Doritos, Aeros. Remember one day, me and my my foster brother broke the record, the school record for how much money you made in a, in one day. We had hundred and six pound in one day. <laughs> but how's their school <laughs> record like? Were they like keeping track of yeah, it? Yeah, it's like when we were keeping track. The kids oh, okay, were keeping right, track, right. You know? Okay, yeah, I get you. Because we you. did three or four trips back 
and fourth from Poundland. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah but that, that's that's so sick. That that's all it was. It was just a thought. Yeah. So no one else thought to go to. Oh no! Everyone else was thinking of it. We would wrap them up in the playground. Rucksack over their head, take all their stock, and then we'd make pure profit off of that. Oh, so you were peeling the other dealers? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> depends who it was. If it was a year below, <laughs> if it was a year below, they'd get the Nike drawstring bag <laughs> over the head. The thing would get done up. All their money would get taken. All their stock would get taken. Bro, you had to do it, bro. I remember one time I had to hustle so hard because I crashed my friend's moped. Oh he, wow! Yeah, he was born on the first of September, so you know what that means. He got yeah. his moped his license before everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was razzing it, de-restricted, you know, little mm. Peugeot speed fight or whatever. Didn't press the brakes, smashed straight into mm. a fucking gate. Had to raise eighty quid as a fifteen-year-old, like. So I just had to make. I gave it to him yeah, in one pound when, coins. I was like, I'm sorry, bro. When mopeds get involved, that's when. <laughs> that's when I can swear on it, can't I? Yeah, I was course. gonna say that's when shit gets gets serious. Yeah, you know, because. Um, that I feel that was always the line. That was always the line um, for me. Like mopeds, I don't know. Everything kind of got more mm. like active. Mm. Like mopeds is like the the kind of yeah. That's the, that's freedom, you know. Yeah, but like in terms of like beef. Oh but yeah, also in yeah. terms of like girls, everything just like mopeds was kind of like that. I never had one. Yeah, okay. But like I, I just remember seeing that as the kind of. Mm. The like the milestone. Yeah, because you can get in things. and out quickly. Yeah, doesn't yeah. matter where you are. But yeah. also, someone's moped gets taken. Or, oh yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? True, or, true, true. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I, s I sold my moped to one kid and kept the spare key, and we did some stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Mate, I'm glad I know you now. <laughs> yeah. and not then, because you sound like you know the Bro, kind was... of kid that my my mum and dad would be like, "Nah, you can't <laughs> hang out." <with> That's <laughs> funny, but to be in my defence, you know. I grew up in the mud dreaming about circuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm not yeah, saying it's yeah, an excuse, yeah, yeah. but it's a it's a reason, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but when did uh when did you start seeing the power in what you were creating? I'm guessing, you know, as a kid you were you were fiddling. Yeah. Um I, that's um that's a good I mean I keep saying that's a good question. Because <laughs> the the power in um in what I was creating. Uh I guess different times. There's always been you know, little moments, you know. Uh in, uh, in terms of like creating in terms of writing. It's hard to say, man, because I did little things like I did little kind of at school, like I did um I was in like a, a R&B duo with my guy Zach and we were called ASAP. This was way before ASAP. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we were called ASAP which stood for a sexy and attractive partnership. <laughs> okay. Interesting. And we we did a show. We Very did, progressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we did a show at school and like we like read it at the hall and we had like a manager and stuff and we, we had like support acts like like everything, bro. It How was old I think I was like 15, okay. like maybe 16. Was it for girls? Yeah, it was, that was always like a factor. But I feel like that's one of the earliest times I can remember like doing something that kind of like impacted. Mm. Um, and yeah, it just kind of went from there, I guess like I went to Manchester when I was 18 and um, I was doing history, but at, at uni, 
but I just got I got kicked out. But I was doing like a music course at the same time I was at college. I guess I, I started doing like, I put a band together. We were kind of like making a bit of a splash with that. But then, and then one of the songs that I recorded from that, from then, got remixed by Sunship, the garage okay. uh, producer, or producers if you want to see it as Sunship and Chunky, or I'm not too sure exactly who did the that particular remix, but, um, and then EZ picked that up. It ended up on Pure Garage. Uh, CD? Was, yeah, there was a Pure Garage called Rewind Back to the Old School. Okay. It ended up on that. That's like life-defining. Bro, that was like, that, <laughs> to be fair, when I think about it, that was the... Um, that was the turning point. So on uh, Murky's Dave Changed My Life, when I say an EZ played uh, my music, that's what I'm talking about. Because then that was like, um, all my cousins got that compilation for Christmas. I probably got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so everyone was like, David's on, uh, David's on uh, this CD. And this was like before, like, like it was MySpace, but social media wasn't really that big. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think that was the first time my mum and dad just, cut me a bit of slack because they were just like but at that point they were like what are you doing like yeah you know like my my parents are like caribbean immigrant um yeah they weren't born here first you know? gen yeah so i'm the, i'm the first you know you know i'm the first i'm i'm, well, I'm i guess i'm second generation mm. but like um that th they're they looking at music like it was some foolishness like do you know what I mean like you go and get you know I was like one of the lucky kids from where I'm, where I'm from where I, I didn't get into much trouble and I, I managed to get a good education and stuff like that but and they're just like why you've got kicked out of uni you're doing all this music nonsense like what are you doing like they didn't they couldn't see the vision and I think that was the first time they didn't really cut me slack but they were like oh Lorraine's talking about you or... Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Or like... Someone or drove like, past and your song was playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even like... Yeah, so I, I guess that was one of... The, I think... When I think about it, that was probably... And that was the reason why I started the Murkage Club, which was the, the, it was called Monday Murkage at first, but the club night that I was doing in Ma at Manchester it was because of that record. Mm. So I guess that's probably the turning point. So that's like the uh, external turning point. Yeah. Has there been a turning point for you internally where you're like, fucking hell, I've really got something here and I need to be responsible for it or I need to commit to it? Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's been such a like kind of um, like a, a slow burn with me and like a kind of... Um, a slow process so that that's again just and like cuz you every question you ask me I'm actually having to think about it and excavate my own brain we'll take your time <laughs> but no, basically we're in the winter rush yeah um uh what was the question again the question is you had your external validation and that that gave you power that's that made you see the the distance it could travel or yeah, where yeah. it could take you but what I'm also interested in is internally of where you had a moment maybe in the dark somewhere maybe yeah. just by yourself or where you really got a glimpse into your own potential or your own capabilities no it was carbon no it was carbon and I can say why because I feel like up until that point you're young 
you want you want validation you want to be popular you want to be um you know all of these things and i'd kind of like done that because after i you know i ran the rave and the rave kind of turned into a band and like we were doing all kinds of stuff and we were like popping in manchester but then we were touring in france and stuff and like i'd had a lot of that kind of experience but then everything had kind of come to an end and um yeah i was kind of i was on my own and i was like okay um i've got i've got to figure this out now you know um i've had this you know this crazy kind of club run festival run and stuff but i hadn't really um none of it meant anything um and um so i i i knew that i wanted to like i was burning in me i had to ca carry on making music that was always what i i wanted to do but um was it lacking it was it was lacking me connecting with myself and that's where on car bomb that is where i connected with myself and i it was an accident really the songs are freestyle even the video was a the the whole thing is like a freestyle really um but and i was very worried about i remember shooting a video and like i had some guys as like extras like playing me from like a different time and um i remember shooting it in my lounge and thinking these lot probably hate this record that's what i was thinking like the whole time we were shooting i was like they probably hate this they're going to say they think it's all right cuz i'm here but they probably hate it that's what i was thinking the whole time and then when we put the video out for that or we it was kind of just me i think at that point but and um the reaction that I got back, it wasn't like it did like millions of views or anything, but it was just like the kind of, you know, because I've I've been floating a few records out and stuff, but that record was me telling the truth, and I was really worried about putting it out because I was like, shit, like this is kind of embarrassing, but people were just like this is insane like and everybody was like i can't like everyone you know people are sharing oh you got to check this guy out blah 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 you got to check this guy out and then and then um people are starting to dm me their their like problems and i was like oh wow like i've i've spoken i've told the truth that's all i had to do the whole time that's all i had to do and it was like but i think like when you're younger you don't have you're not as confident in yourself and so you don't you um you 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 don't um you you don't tell the truth and yeah, you don't I be do. yourself you mm. you put you, you put things over yourself to try and fit in or try and stand out but standing out is fitting in mm. i got to a point where i was like i guess i was backed into a corner and and this is this is what i came with and and it i was like okay cool this is what i have to do i have to s speak about my real life my real problems my real emotions and i and i have to i have to sing like i talk 
I have to write the songs. I'm not, I write the songs the way that I talk to my friends or to myself or to, you know, I'm not going to, it's not about fitting into anything or anyone's idea of, I think it's also anyone's idea of me. Hmm. Which I mean, there's many ideas of you at this yeah. point because of all of the different versions of yourself that you've been. Yeah. You know, from pure garage CDs to Manny Uni dropout. Yeah, running yeah. In a... Doing a, a dubstep kind of breakout. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that kind of thing. One of my favourite things about the creative process is the, the night you make something new and only you've got it in your email. Yeah, okay. Only you've got it in your headphones yeah. and only you's listening to it as you're walking home from wherever or falling asleep or whatever. And it's that feeling of being the only person in the world that knows that thing exists and trying to imagine all of the ways that, like you said, it might affect people yeah. or the ways it might help people, all the ways it might piss people off, all the ways it might expose you, all the ways it might humiliate you. You know, yeah. It's all of those uh, possibilities that you that are just there yeah just there the night you make something new as that's like one of my favorite feelings and that's like when i'm doing that i know i've got something of worth you know yeah man when i've got something that makes me uncomfortable well how, how do you feel about that the number one thing i feel like not well there's a lot of number one things but they're all number one <laughs> but one of the most important things one of the most important breakthroughs that I've made with myself is my relationship with my subconscious so it's feeding my subconscious the right things it's like the same thing with your body like whatever you eat and whatever however you exercise is however you know everybody's body's different but you know you can you can move things and I think it's the same with your subconscious because you can't control what your subconscious is going to do you can't control what you're going to think people think they you know you try but you can't uh, you, you'll, you'll think it all you know there's no there's no thing you won't think of yeah you know it's a fucking it's a subconscious it's the place where it all happens it's yeah bad shit's in there good shit's exactly. in there exactly you know, and it's the, the conscious mind what you choose to respond to yes but you can feed it so you mm. can you, you know you can feed it with with film with like music with art with conversation like with whatever like you know um whatever you're doing and I feel like, but then it's about once you feel it right, is like trusting what it gives you back. So if a rec if I'm like writing a song and it, it gives me an emotion, like I could be writing it and like a line just gives me goosebumps or makes me want to cry or makes me feel sad or I just go, yes, like, you know, like the line, yes, like anything like that. I have to trust that, man, because there's no, I haven't intellectualized that thing. It's like, it's very much just me. I'm not thinking, oh, like, oh, oh this DJ going to like that or that this, this journalist going to like that. It's, it's, that doesn't come into it. It's like, it's like, it's just backed around the fire, dancing around the fire. Do you know what I mean? And um, I feel like that's when you know you've got, and so the humming it to yourself thing is kind of that thing as well because if I'm humming it to myself, I'm like, oh, like, yeah, like, it's stuck with me and all oh, the words have stuck with me or whatever. So I feel like that's when I kind of know it's part of the reward of doing it, I think. What is? Like, when when you're like, because like, I'm thinking about records now for my, my second record that I'm like, 
Yeah. You Do you know what know. I mean? You just know. And like, you might not be, it doesn't mean like, oh, that's like a hit single. That's not what it really what it is. But it's just like that, I'm like, okay, that really means something. Mm. Like, and I can, that's something to be said. Like, There's a good, like, I, I feel, feel like I have a good barometer of, um, when I'm not sure about something, I always like ask someone else. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. Or I'll send it to someone and be like, oh, here's a new thing I've made or whatever, you know, someone real close. But then when I know I've got something, the length that I keep it to myself is a good barometer okay. of, of how good I think it is. Right, 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 right. So there's like, I've, I've got a few new things that I made recently that I just like, I don't need to show anyone because I know how good this is to yeah. me. I know how much this means to me. And it's just kind of really liberating to not feel like I have to send it to someone to like validate yeah, just to know like you know this has come from an honest place mm. and this is speaking to me now it's trying to tell me something it's communicating stuff to me to the point of where i have to just keep it between us you know i have right, to just right, keep right. it like between that. us until until it's sunk in and i know it can go and do the same it can go live its own life you know yeah. like i guess it's a some strange mother child relationship yeah, or okay. whatever. yeah you know so like you're so insular for the first stages of its life and then you're like all right go on now <laughs> now go experience stuff but yeah. for the meantime you know there's something happening between us that's important okay so that's like pretty weird to me no, I, can, I, I feel that yeah yeah and another thing as well that i think about the subconscious is i had this thought not so long ago me recently and anyway it's like um every thought is a thing like when you think your brain's not dormant it every thought is a thing it, it's electrical impulse in your brain yeah so every internal dialogue has a physical manifestation and i do believe that a positive thought will relax the body will make you more flexible will soften you will make your life easier yeah and i do believe that a negative thought not necessarily the thought itself but your reaction to it it sends, it communicates to the brain, uh, communicates to the body, tense up, brace, yeah, yeah, yeah. brace for impact, brace yeah, yeah, for yeah, some yeah. kind of disaster. And I do think that that shrivels you and hardens you. That uh, uh, speaks to a line actually from one of my favorite films, Stalker, Tarkovsky. It's, uh, there's a monologue and he's like, when babies come out, they're weak, they're, but they're pliable and flexible. And when you die, you are strong and hardened. And he's like, Death is strength and hardness wow. and new life, uh, love and creation is all about weakness, vulnerability and flexibility. Right. So, um, yeah, that what you feed your brain and then what your brain feeds your body is like, it's not happening at a perceptible level, but you know, you find yourself 80 years old, hunched over, full of negative thoughts thinking, what the fuck happened to me? You know? No, it's a real thing. Like when I'm vexed, I can't sing properly. Mm. If I'm vet, if I'm angry, I I can't go out. If I'm a bit nervous, it's one thing, because once I get into it, I'm gonna enjoy it. But if I'm vexed, I can't sing. Mm. What and happens? I just can't. Yeah, my like my body's tense, and if your body's tense, you you're not hitting your notes. You're not mm. you're not doing anything. You. And then, and then, and then the more the more that you, it's, it's a downward spiral. The more that you're not doing the business, you're you're, angry, get, you're, you're get, mad, at, getting madder. So you have to be relaxed. Mm. So how do you before. get yourself out of that place? It hasn't happened to me. To be fair, the only time 
that's happened to me. I was, uh, I was rehearsing, mm. and I had some beef with like a bailiff. It's a bit of a long story, but like I owed like Manchester City Council some pee, but then like I was paying it off. Basically, one day I came home, and like I was. This is when I'm living in London. I'm back in London. Mm. And my housemate at the time had let a bailiff just in the yard. And I just came home and I had a bailiff just like in my lounge, bro. With his big dirty boots just there. And I was like, mate. With his eyes on what he's taking. Yeah. And I like literally I was arguing with the guy and he had a camera on his chest. So I couldn't even do nothing. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like it was like, but anyway, so I arranged something. I had an arrangement and I was sticking to it. Mm. Um, yeah, because I, I was mugging it. When I was in Manchester, I was mugging it, man. But I just basically hadn't paid a lot of council tax. But then one day, some next bailiff rang me up and tried to bully me on the phone. And I was going to a rehearsal. And it tried to bully me. I just went sick at the guy because I was just like... I, and I, I think they'd come to my yard once in the morning early and I was like, I've already given you the piece. Why are you here? And I'd ended up chasing them around the block. Like they were in their van. It was like mental, like bro. Like, <laughs> I chased them around the block. They, 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 you chased they, they, them? Yeah, yeah. It was weird. Like, cause I think they, it's a long story, but I think they thought, I went back in the house and I think they thought I, I had something with me. Okay. I don't know why, but, but anyway, so I, I ended up chasing the bailiffs around the block. But then what they do is they, they try and intimidate you mm. to get the money more quickly, but I'm already paying it off at the, the agreed rate. So, um, and thank God I've, that's all way behind me now. This is a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. This is maybe like three years ago. But um, one of them tried to ring me up on like a cheeky one, like, yeah, you, you know, I, you don't want me to come back to your house. I was like, bruv, if you come to my house, yeah, I'll be ready for you. Like I just went sick at him on the phone. And then because I did that, when I got to my rehearsal, I couldn't sing. And like, it was just like a wasted, rehearsal and I had to think okay cool well I can't be be vexed I have to stay calm when I when I'm when I'm when I'm trying to do this and actually it was a good lesson for me because then I had to start patterning my life in a different kind of way so when I was living in Manny I was moving mad I didn't really I wasn't like like goonish or anything like that but I was just like I didn't care about like the like results of a lot of things. I was I was very reckless, mm. and um, I feel like I had to realize now I have to pattern up a bit here because actually this is like counterproductive. Like I've got I've got a mission now. I've got something that I, that I've got to do. So I can't be I can't be having bailiffs come into my yard. Mm. Like I can't. It's, it 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 can't function because you got something to lose now. Yeah, and also like I gotta be in the right headspace to 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 do this properly, man. I can't be um I can't be um my life can't be a myth. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So what other kind of sacrifices have you made for the facilitation of your passion? Because that's like, a that's a big one. That's a fundamental yeah. character change, you know, of l being able to look at yourself and go, "You're fucking reckless and irresponsible." Yeah, pattern up. Yeah, yeah, get it yeah. done. Do it properly. How does then that manifest in your personal life? What 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 falls away once that irresponsible 
juvenile mentality goes away? Um, I mean, um, I, I mean, when you first thought said that, I thought of I don't know, like, mate, you're really making me think, man. Good, you're really making me think. I guess like there's certain people that I can't have around anymore. In the same way there's certain relationships that have broken down, there's certain relationships that have really strengthened. Mm. I'm not I wasn't really thinking about relationships, but it kind of led me to think about that. And I, I don't want to do anyone down, like I don't want to mention anyone or, No, of course. Because so, you know No, yeah, it doesn't it's not important. Yeah, someone might come take put a, a blade in your face. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, put you on my shoulders. Yeah, right. What is it? <clears throat> Again, what's lacking in those re not relationships, but what's lacking in those interactions with people that makes you want to keep them at arm's length? And if this is, you know, if this reveals too much, then just say next, you know. But what is it that you have to kind of give up? With those people. I don't know, I feel like my life was very chaotic. And I think that's all good because like a lot of the stuff I'm talking about in my album is detailing those kind of that kind of time. But I feel like I wasn't really seeing straight and um I was like um I was doing everything for everyone. And um uh I was getting involved in everybody's problems everybody's beef and um it was just chaos like I, I don't regret any of it like I like I look back on it fondly it was fun there was a lot of people relying on me because I ended up getting into a position which I didn't under I didn't understand I'm I'm just enthusiastic about doing stuff and I, at the time I was like thinking I was like I was moving like such a communist I was just like I was on this mar whole Marxist wave, like, like situationist international, like, wave, like, like neo-Marxist. Like, mm. that's how I was thinking, like, oh, we can do this, like. And then, but what, when I look back, it was like, I, I wasn't really, like, it was weird because I was, I was trying to help everyone, but I was actually being quite self-centered because I wasn't really, um... Helping yourself? No, but I was just assuming that everyone was like me. I was assuming there's one type of person. And there's not like one type of person. There's loads of different. When you um, say like me, one type of person, do you mean like almost selfless in a sense? No, well, you just think like everyone's thinking like you're thinking. So but if you're I do this thing for someone, on a yeah, yeah, like they're one gonna, body, one nation type vibe. Yeah, but it doesn't work like that. Mm. Everybody's different, and also like everybody has different things that they want out of something, or they want out of life. They, and so it was like, I was, you know. I was spending every penny I had, every minute of the day to kind of keep, and then I had to just be like, do you know what? And like most people from those times, I'm still cool, like I'm still cool with and I still have a good relationship with it, but it's just like a, I guess like there's certain people that I just had to kind of um, uh, keep at bay because... Uh, Mate, this is going to... You, you, you got me in a crazy... I, I'm going to... I'm trying not to say it's something crazy, so... All right, let's move on. <laughs> but the new people in your life or the people whose relationships have strengthened since your relationship with yourself has strengthened. Yeah, yeah, for what sure. What do those positive relationships give you now? 
that you maybe not uh, appreciated or was grateful for, or cherished before, you know, because if the relationship strengthened afterwards, then that thing was always there, I'm guessing, yeah. but maybe you weren't picking it's up. It's also like new people that I've met as well, but it's mm. a bit of both. But yeah, but some people that, I, that I've known for years, when I think about it, no, nah, no, nah, certain people it's like I've known for 15 years, 10 years, and then some of it's to do with location as well. Um, where you know the city you're living, but I feel like it's I don't know, man. I feel like a lot calmer now, a lot, um, like I think about what I'm doing. I'm still the same person, mm. but I do think about what I'm doing a bit more. Intention, yeah. I think, like, well, if I do this, then that's gonna happen, mm. and Remember last time you did that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a bit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't keep people around me that are interested in like hype mm. or um, just like dead gossip or just like bitching or do you know what I mean? Just stuff like that. It's 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 more like just pe. I keep people around me that are calm and that can help me stay calm, really, um, and that and that. Um, and that have good intentions mm. because then it's easier for me to hold my good intentions if you see what I'm saying we spoke earlier about when uh, the Pure Garage CD came out yes. and your parents for the first time cut you some slack yeah, yeah. how has your relationship evolved with them since uh, the relationship with yourself changed that's yeah that, bro like this is like therapy bro <laughs> like um, and it's free that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, what, what was I saying? My my relationship with my parents. Um. Yeah, I think I I think it's better now than it was. Um. You know, like five years. I mean, part of that's me moving back to London, but I think part of that is me patterning up and not being so mythical that you can't really... Like, they still know that I'm going to be, like, maybe a bit of a myth and then I sometimes I just turn up at the house and sometimes I'm not there. So they know that I'm going to be like that. But it's not like... I feel like before they just didn't even really know what was going on or, like, could I even be, be trusted with anything mm. like do you know what I mean whereas like nah it's, it's not like that and I, I feel like also on the other side um, you know I think my, my dad softened a lot because my, my dad was a very like kind of stern man mm. when um, I was young and um, yeah he you know a, age and you know other things you know that he, he's kind of chilled out a bit but then I, I guess also the fact that I've showed that I could turn this into a career because I think they were just worried about me as well like they were like what are you like what are you doing like I don't understand like they just didn't understand anything I was doing you know and I guess when I started like rolling with Mike for a bit then they were like okay people have heard of him <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you must be doing something and I remember like one day like Ed Sheeran shouted me out in an in interview or something and they were like, okay, like, so this was weird because it wasn't, that wasn't really that important to me, like, mm. but they, they were like, oh, that, okay, like, so he's got to be, but they, it was like guesswork to them. Yeah, Whereas yeah. I think now they see like, okay, he's got like, 
he's got like um you know he's gone on tour yeah like and like my mum and people are showing up yeah like my mum will stalk my social media and and then she'll be like oh like there's crowds of people there and they're all singing the words so yeah, yeah and yeah. and um you know yeah he's he's um yeah he, he must be doing okay like he's making a living yeah because um, it's the one lyric on the album of when I close my eyes, I can see my dad turning off the heating. And yeah, the, the I, lights. Yeah, yeah, turning yeah. off the lights. Yeah. And, and now I understand. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something as innocent as that. Oh, it's not really. It's kind of. It's kind of. It is innocent. Something just as small as that of realizing and empathizing with someone who you know. I remember fucking resenting my own mum for doing the same thing of yeah. like, why is all the sockets turned off in the house? Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, yeah. But then being like, oh. You've got to cover everything. You've got use. Yeah. Okay. If it if you're doing that, it shows you what kind of situation you were in. Yes. And I'm sorry I'm, I wasn't more understanding. Yeah. And that, just if even being able to, able to process that is a fucking huge shift. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm guessing both of our personalities, like, or both of our characters, just to be able to, like, understand. I feel like there's no fucking secret, you know what I mean? Everyone's relationships with their parents fucks them up at some point like we, the, the philip larkin yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah they fuck you up but being able to empathize and being able to see them as a a person mm. outside of your parent outside yeah. of your guardians so powerful and it's some it's some people don't get that until they don't get that relief or that separation until a parent dies wow but they just don't get that opportunity to you know, look, sit opposite their mum or dad or whatever, and be like, "You, you've got your own life. Yeah, you had your own life before me. Yeah, I probably came along and fucked some things up. <laughs> and you know, I've got and I've got the cheek to to uh, act like I'm hard done by. You know, yeah, because they at the end of the day, like they did. I mean, you know, like there's a lot. It's, it's like when I think about, especially uh, like my dad. There's a lot of things that he did that I don't agree with. Not not necessarily like morally, but just I don't know. Like he was very strict, mm. but I feel I think about the position that he was in, and I do really rate him. And I try my best to tell him that, but he he doesn't really, he's not really a communicative guy. So you try and tell him, but then he just doesn't say nothing. <laughs> so you just have to kind of stop. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. Like, but I do I do really rate what my mum and dad did because they came to the country, they didn't know what was going on. Imagine like living in London in the 70s, mm. Caribbean, like my dad told me he was getting, he grew up in Poplar, like getting chased with bricks, all this kind of stuff, like National Front, like it's a different, like it's a different level that he was dealing with. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and, and, and also shattering the illusion that they're coming here for a better life, you know, yeah. like you, you, come, you, you come here for a better life and then you, you're subjected to that. Yeah, so you're yeah, dealing yeah. with the loss of the ideal and also the harsh reality of like physical violence or emotional distress. Yeah, trying it's to like deal with all this stuff and then you, and you're economically you're like literally at the bottom. Mm. And so it's like, I think that I, feel, I actually think that they did um, a really good job with, within, you know, within the conditions that, 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 that they landed themselves in. It's more like some of the decisions that they made for us like we never had cable 
or nothing like that or we never went on holiday I never even got on a plane until I was like a grown adult mm. so it's like they made a lot of decisions to to sacrifice one thing for another and I feel like at the time I was like oh, this is kind of dead but now I look at it and I'm like that's what that's what made me this person that can do these things do you know what I mean and I can say that thing and I can make a record like niggas need each other. I feel like only I'm not saying only I can make that record, but you have to have I mean that's true, but yeah. But you, <laughs> no, but no, but what I'm trying to say is you, you have to have walked that line mm. to to say that thing. Mm. Actually a few a few kind of like road guys have said this to me where they're like they like listening to my music because I, I say the things that they feel but they can't show. And and um I feel like that's like, um, bro, like, that's like, so that's really important to me. Like that gives that kind of, because it gives, it gives it kind of, um, there's like a point to doing it, you know, hmm. it's just the fact that someone else said it. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's the, it's the idea of put you on my shoulders is not just, you know, in, in isolation for that song and that person who you wrote it about. So uh, it's for everyone. You know, it's, it's still the same. It's interesting. It's the same neo-Marxist, but instead of being like, let's all pitch in together, it's you now being like, I'll speak, I'll say this for you. I'll say the words that hurt too much to say, or I'll pl not play the fool. I'll put myself in the uncomfortable but position. Yeah, yeah. I'll play the fool yeah. so that you can say face or you you know or you, do, you feel braver to step out and do the same and this it goes back to again your definition of art it's to speak so yeah. what you're saying there is is actually is to give your mouth your voice to somebody else you know and speak their fears their feelings when they don't have the uh ability to to do it themselves i've never looked at it like that what i mean obviously it's kind of related to what i just said but i've never actually really boiled it down to mm. that and um that's really cool like that it 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 it, give it for me stuff like that gives it a point beyond um adulation mm. or money or do you know what i mean or yeah getting on a plane or whatever like it, that's that it, stuff like that okay so like being on tour with mike skinner say he does a thing where he'll act madder than everyone on in a situation, whether it's on stage or it's in a club. Like or more wild or yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he he'll act madder because then people will go, Oh right, so we can act mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's actually kind of dope because I, I I I'm just thinking about this now because when people when people come up to me and say they like my music, they're always like mad respectful and like we tend to have pretty cool conversations. And I guess it's as a result of, it's like the thing that you're pushing out there. It's the same thing you get back. Yeah. That makes me feel kind of good, to be honest. Like, it kind of, that's like a, a worthwhile thing to be engaging in, kind mm. of thing, yeah. That's a, for, for someone who uh, is creating things, bringing things into this world, to know that what you give is what you get is a very important tool. Yeah. You know, because you can't fucking, if you're wondering why you're getting uh, 
shit. <laughs> yeah. If you're wondering why you're getting something that's less than sincere. Yeah. If you're getting something that's less than purposeful and fulfilling, the only place to look is yourself. What, what are you giving? What are you giving up? What are you giving out? You know, it's the, it's the, um, this just comes to me now, but it's the, this idea of, uh, it's not an idea, it's happening today. Extinction Rebellion. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The stuff that's happening today, and it's like, the whole conversation is change the world, change the world, change the world. It's like, yeah, of course, you know, up to a certain point, there are things that need to be put in place to ensure the survival of the planet and the species yeah. and just, you know, be in a more harmonious relationship with nature. But it's like, we're all like, the world is shit. We, we fucking make the world yeah, that yeah, we live yeah, yeah. in, you know? It's, everybody has to take personal responsibility for the shit that they step in at the end of the day. I had this conversation on the weekend, actually, because, I mean, I, I'm really conflicted by that kind of thing because it's like, the thing, that, the thing that annoys me, I think, sometimes is that this thing works in like a six-month cycle, so it'll be um, Black Lives Matter and then you're, all you're seeing is black men getting beat up or sometimes women getting beat up by police in America. Then like six months later, it'll be like Me Too and it'll be like, there's like perverts everywhere. There's like man violating. Guy flapping his dick over yeah. there and this, like, that. That's what's happening for the next six months. Then it's like Brexit or it's like, or, or now it's like the environment. Mm. And I think like all of these causes are important, but for me, it's, the, it's just a tough thing that, it's like if I engage with a subject, yeah, I just don't want to talk about it to be hip. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I really want to care about it and engage. And I feel like sometimes it's tough because then six months later, no one's talking about it anymore. Like, mm. Grenfell. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, these kind of... And it's, it's hard because it's like... There's something, like, intrinsically wrong with how we live in the West. Mm that needs to change. Like mm. that's that's what needs to change. It's like, I feel like there's a lot of papering over the cracks and we need to find a way to deal with the root cause. But I think that's, that's very uncomfortable because it's really about, you know, can we have these, can we have these phones? Can we have these clothes? Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Can, can we still have this stuff? I don't know. Well, yeah, I would probably <laughs> even go like a level beyond that and say, can we have this, these attitudes, can we have these beliefs, can we have these ideas around certain things and can we have these relationships with ourselves? You know, like most people are self-destructive, we see that. Some people do it quickly and burn out quickly and some people stretch it out over a lifetime, you know, of self-denial and self-repression and stuff. So um, can we continue to have this relationship with ourselves? And I think for me that's paramount before we can even have the cheek to talk about our relationship with the planet you know it's like if we're not honest about ourselves and we can't treat ourselves a certain way how are we ever supposed to do it to anything else let's say that the united kingdom became like 100 percent vegan but we're still bombing brown people mm. what's that it's hypocrisy <laughs> do, do you know what i'm saying like what is that mm. We we don't we want to pretend like we don't can't see it yeah but that's what's happening for sure so it's like I don't know it's that that's a way bigger thing I feel like you see with me 
you get me on one thing, I'm gonna take it there. This is why. This is why. Do you know what? This is why. I don't. I, I very rarely put my opinions like on Twitter like that mm. because you got me really going here, man. I guess on the on, on the other side of it, just to play devil's devil's advocate, advocate, we are just like animals, basically. Yeah. So even though we're like doing all this stuff to like fuck up the planet, it's like we are like part of. We are still. We are still nature. I don't know. No, no I that's, that's think, something I say all the time. Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay, like we make things that are like is it man-made, but like. If like a bird made it, like if a bird makes a nest, it's nature, isn't it? Yeah, it's not bird so, like, made. We're just, I don't know. So I, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what the solution is. And I don't know. Um, I don't even know how I ended up talking about this, but this is basically, this is like having a chat at my house. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of like the kind of shit that we end up, end up talking about. But um, I mean, like you've made me realize some shit though like just to just to bring it back to like what you said about like my relationship with my myself um even just like other things like bro like i've lost full stone i mean you, wow like i don't really talk about weight loss or i don't take for, like selfies of myself yeah, in yeah. the gym and stuff like that but like i've lost full stone in the last like year and i've got another half stone that i want to lose and um, just like stuff like that, like I, like before, like I just didn't care. Like I was just eating KF, just, <laughs> just having a vibe, man. Just I'll be in the studio, just bottle. I just have like a bottle of something for that day, KF, whatever, like Chinese, just just going ham. And then like I don't know, like I guess everything. Do you know what it is? I think for me. I feel like it's getting a little bit older and being so passionate about what I've always been passionate about and having lived through certain things, like cer certain, I've, I've lived through certain of the trappings of this thing already. Like I've done it without doing it, if you see what I'm saying. So now it's like, if I carry on in the way that I have been in the past, the thing that I care about so much will not be possible. Like it will, it, it, it will not happen. And um, I feel like realizing that has made me adjust everything. I mean, with the weight loss thing, it's just vanity as well. Like, so it's like, mm. I was going on, on tour and, you know, you, you got a photographer at whatever whatever the venue is that you don't know them and they're taking photos of you and I'm like, I hate that photo. And then you have to think, nice, no, just I'm just I just hate way, the way that I look. Yeah. Like it's not really that I hate like is that a bad photo or do I just look bad? I, I, I love this with my whole heart, like what I do. And I that's what I wanna do. So I've got a pattern up basically. Everything has to fit around. Yeah. And uh, taking responsibility. It's like some. There comes a time in a man's life. <laughs> That's how it feels, though. Like, f the, the, again, I'm not taking it back to that place, but something inherently wrong with the way that we live and grow up in the West is that we lose our rites of passage. You know, it's like we have no doorway into manhood, we have no 
defined structure into manhood you know you just kind of go uni flit around for a little bit yeah. and you f you do well, what the fuck do i do now there's no like well, i don't know i don't know maybe it's just cause i didn't have a dad but it's there's no one who tells you right being a man is about taking responsibility for yourself take responsibility for your passions your desires your goal and your personal meaning the thing that keeps you going every day and gets you out of bed um no it's such a simple thing maybe you know i'm just was very slow to develop that but taking responsibility for myself and what i wanted to do and then also kind of using that knowledge of myself to help take responsibility for the people around me and just be like stop being a fucking child you know commit commit and be responsible no it's the same thing for me like i i feel like it, it's a so slow process it's not something you turn 18 and then, or you turn 21 and then mm. bang, big man. It's not really like that. It's more like, I'm not an atheist, but I'm, I, don't, I don't subscribe to a organized religion. But I've started in the last couple of years giving a bit of credit to Christian upbringing, even though it could be any upbringing. Mm. It, could, it, could be, it could be any religion, but mine was Christian. But the only reason because I hated church. But there's, I guess there's things that they put in religion. Some of it was fuckeries and some of it was useful. So like the turn the other cheek thing or, mm. or like the kind of, I don't know, there's a lot of things that, that they teach in the Bible, like don't be jealous of what someone else has or just stuff like that. And it's like, at the time I just hated church, man, because I had to go twice a Sunday and we had to proper respect the Sabbath. It was like, it was like, couldn't do nothing. Yeah. Just eat food, read the Bible, okay. go to bed. That yeah. was it. Couldn't do anything secular. So it was pretty intense on a Sunday. But And cheap as well, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. <laughs> they just made it all up. I'm like, what? Sabbath? Never heard of it, bro. <laughs> That's just amazing. Had a day with the yeah, lights yeah, off, yeah, yeah, the candles yeah. on. <laughs> literally, literally, literally. That's, I never thought about it like that. I never thought about it like that. But I... I, I'm starting to see, I think I resented church for a long time. I'm not like one of these people who... Doesn't like, see any good in organised religion. Well, it's not, I, or I a feel, use for it. I feel like some people just blindly, but then at the same time, like, you know, like I see, I see this in my, in my wider family and stuff like that. People just blindly follow something. Mm. And I've never been like that. But I'm, I'm starting to see some of the, the, the value of just, just certain little things that I got taught that I've actually set, um, um, you know, s s stood me in, in good stead in, in like situations that are totally not to do with yeah. that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, no, I feel you. I hear you. And I don't, I wouldn't subscribe to a religion. Yeah. I think at the foundation, they're all true, you know. Like okay. there is, there is something special about life there is it's it doesn't not just human life all life all existence mm. there's something even just mathematically the yeah. chance that it's happening it's like, still special it's miraculous yeah in a sense so you know it's the the heart of it all is true and it is something to protect and preserve i'm not really sure that they're that setting rules for anybody is helpful Guidelines, maybe, yeah. but actual rules, not so much. Yeah, not rules that you can get killed for going against. Yeah, or, right. Or get cast out of a well, thing. The thing with against. Christianity that's always 
span me out a little bit is that they use Christ as the symbol, yeah. right? But what that says to me is be like God, but don't be too much like God or we'll cross, put you on a cross. <laughs> don't you think that's super weird to have a symbol that's like aim to be that, but don't be that because we'll crucify you. Isn't that weird to have a, a martyr as your symbol? It's it's yeah. like it's like having Icarus as 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 a symbol. It's like the boy who flew too close to the sun. Yeah, yeah. Don't get too close to God because we'll put you on a cross. Yeah, because it's kind of like it, there's a there's a big there's a there's an irony to it for sure. Yeah, but in a way, I guess like if you were Christian, you would just be like, well, if I if I am martyred for my my faith, then. Mm. And I guess it was it was actually a, a valuable tool, you know. Like if you're going into war, yeah, you you tell your soldiers that they if they die they they die as martyrs. Mm. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a great caveat, yeah. Or, or I don't know if caveat is the right word, but just you know, like it's a great it's actually a, a useful tool mm. to if your sacrifice can be something like, do mm. you know the big man? That's why I feel like there's so much. Uh blind following you know it's because it doesn't demand leadership because leadership gets you crucified it demands obedience and it demands obedience but then i guess like it depends how you're looking at it because like i'm looking at it very cynically i know i know i, I guess i see it like Critically, but but like basically, they're all gods, but they're just different versions. Mm. So like, there's like the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost needs more credit, because really, the Holy Ghost is. I wouldn't say he's your subconscious or his, she's your subconscious, but it's like, yeah, the Holy Ghost makes shit happen. Yeah, yeah. the Holy Ghost. Needs like Jesus gets all the love, <laughs> and God is like he doesn't care because he's untouchable. Yeah, it's like it's like you know um, Birdman and Little Wayne or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like so God and and or like or we Drake, Little Wayne and Drake or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? The OG and the young, mm. the younger one. Whereas like, the the Holy Spirit doesn't really get enough credit, but really the Holy spirit gets it popping like nothing can happen without the holy spirit bro yeah i feel you and i i feel like obviously like i say like i'm not um i i i i don't go to church i don't do any of that stuff but but like when i when i'm writing i'll get into these trances and then suddenly like an idea just comes into my head like keep up the bad work. I mean, I was I was crazy high, but like, but that's a that's a trance. Yeah, you're in some kind of state of surrender, and you're you're like plugged into. It, even scientifically, you're just like I don't know, like you're in a way where everything just lines up differently. Yeah, and the chorus for that song came into my head, and I sang it, and everyone in the room was like, "Wow." Like we got a, and it, and it, but it's just like I couldn't have. Whether you want to call that spiritual connection or 
or you might want to call that, I don't know what you want to call that. You might want to call that your subconscious bouncing something that you felt back at you or that you've seen back at you. Or it could just be like uh, a lottery. Hmm. You know, the, the numbers are going and then suddenly bang, lucky combination. Perfect hook. But 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 yeah, like that encapsulates you as a person. Yeah yeah right? yeah. But so but I didn't work for I didn't work for that. Mm. And I feel like so there was some kind of that's it it is that is that what is that what the holy is that the holy spirit? Do you know what I mean? Like I mean that's what we're here to fucking figure out. <laughs> I think that's what these conversations are about. Yeah, that's what they always ultimately end up yeah. with is where is this coming from? Yeah, where what? What? Mm. There's no question. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, I don't know, because there's no answer. So I guess there can't be a question, but it's, it keeps happening. So what the fuck do we do apart from do it? I don't know, man. It's, this is another reason why I took so long, long off the podcast. Okay. You get here, and where do you go? You go back into the the world, you know. You go back into the studio and you and, and, and you try to summon it again. Yeah, and to create. Yeah, to yeah. To, to create and to uh, circling back to the original point of this whole thing, to communicate it to somebody else. You know, someone comes up and, and has a conversation with you and is and is like, "Oh man, this idea, that idea, or whatever that really spoke to me." It's like, I, I can't. It wasn't me speaking. I, I'll relay the message. Yeah. You know, I, but to try and empower that person to do the same, to just allow what needs to come out, to come out, I don't know, man. I'd... That's been one of the most rewarding things, like um, a girl um, from up north, I don't think she, I think she might only be like 20 or something, but she she like, um, I think she told me that. I don't know how I, how I know that. But she sent me some paintings that she'd done based on my tunes. Yeah. And I was blown away by um i was blown 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 away by the by the stuff man and it was like there was so much detail in the work that was based on the lyrics mm. and it really was like a sobering thing for me because it was like shit like i've become part of the chain in a very small way but like of inspiration yeah like it 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 really was like i can't you explain you thought you were at the end of it you thought you were the result of a chain of inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd drawn like characters based like, there are mainly women, women of different races, different ages and stuff. But like, of I guess what she imagined the person that I was talking about in that record mm. to look like. And it was crazy, like the detail of the clothes and just, I don't know, like, it, it I was like, that's 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 some rewarding shit, man. Just just to like, you know, I've I've had a I've had a um, I've had a block, um, creative block. Yeah, I've had creative blocks before, and then I I go, I mean, one time, I mean, one of the times that stands out to me, I, I went to, um, you know, uh, the the um, the Basquiat exhibition. Mm. This was like, and this is how I ended up writing Magic Mission Deja Rinse, but. You know, um, I mean, and that, you know that that exhibition. I mean, mate, like, 
I, I wish it was I wish it was free and I wish it was I mean the Barbican's cool but it's like 1850 to get in yeah do you know what I mean it's like I was DJing a lot at the time so I had a bit of cash on me I was like just let me just go um, but it, every young kid who feels marginalised in any way should see that exhibition because I don't know it just it's just like so much chaos in the paintings and just like I was like this is the inside of a black man's head in like the late 70s early 80s in he was in New York, wasn't he? And it's like, this is this is like just the same thing over and over again. Repatriation over and over again, over and over again. It's like cotton. Do you know what I mean? This is the kind of things that he's 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 thinking of. And it and I was I had I was blocked. And then suddenly I was like, I seen I seen the way that he like idolizes Charlie Parker and stuff. And I was like, this he wasn't from that era this is an era before that somehow informed you know he was hip-hop was 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 happening and stuff like that i was like oh shit like this is like my relationship with uk garage or which kind of sounds a bit like it sounds it's, it's a bit like humorous but also like kind of i'm not comparing jazz to garage but like but yeah like in the same way yeah in the same way and so that's what i had that name already magic mission deja rinse the four pirate stations i listened to growing up i had that but i didn't know what to say and then suddenly boom i went straight back to the studio and it just all came out i just burst of inspiration so it's like if i can be part of you know this girl sent me a message that says she said i um you know, I, I got stuck and I listened to your music and then it gave me like a a point to like work on, you know, um and and, and it's it's got me it's got me unblocked again. Mm. I'm going again. I was like Oh wow, I'm like Basquiat. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, allow me. <laughs> but just 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 to be just to be that's funny man but just just to be a very small because i guess eh, you know eh, everybody can say they're influenced by him but like just to be i feel like i'm trying to show you like how much that's just like one person but that meant so much to me mm. do you know what i'm saying like way more than someone just going oh you're sick man or i like this song or whatever like it's like actually like contributing to the process you know like oh, it's a weird analogy but almost like being a dad <laughs> just like you've just you and this other person have interacted yeah she's been inspired by you and then yeah. she's brought this thing into life yeah which is the same thing that's happened with all of your influences before you know it's like you're all of your work is just children of all of your influences you know and it's yeah and that's again it's a crazy thing to imagine and I think it's such a powerful thing to want to continue you know like I want to empower others to empower themselves to bring something to life yeah I want to do it makes me want to do more mm. like that 100% makes me want to like because then it's like okay like this is like this is worth doing it it's mm. it's, it's um 
Because I, there's another thing for me is like, if you want to just talk about music for a moment, <laughs> that'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, but like, like Brit, like when I say music, I mean like Brit, the British music yeah. scene. I spent a lot of time DJing in, in London when I when I came back, and um, when I was young, going out was in in like certain places was really dangerous. Mm. And it didn't it didn't feel like that at all. It felt super exciting but like super creative there's like loads of not just black but that's i guess I, i'm black so i just yeah. kind of look at things i kind of pay attention to black <laughs> black people probably a bit too much but like the young black creative kids that they might be um hood adjacent that they might but they're not like these are not like not what gets painted hmm in a lot of the art that comes out of... So even like in those parties, the British songs that get played are the bang-bang songs. Are the, Everyone loves that. I love the, the, the violent records, the, the sexy records, the violent records. When it's about something that really happened, mm. people are even more gassed. But it's like... And I feel like that has a place. But then what happens is... Because people are... You know, you've got these creative people they want to express themselves you get you get young black kids pretending to be more hood than they are to get through the gate mm. and i think that's kind of that's like i'm not i'm not blaming them but i think it's, it's it's kind of dead because it's just like you've got like if you're hood then that's your story in it but if you're not really that hood like you've got some hood cousins or whatever you tell your story in it. Don't just tell the the hood story. Yeah, I've I've taken a long time kind of going around this, but what I'm trying to say is, I want to kind of, in the short time that I do have, encourage expression from the inner city that is not just dipping, like dipping, and and and. and and chinging and yeah, do you know yeah. what I'm saying it's like that. that's cool but like I know that because people are coming to me and saying I wish I could say that yeah, yeah. so if you wish you could say that and I'm saying it then you can say it innit? you could have been one of those kids like you said you could have done that but what separates you from the person who comes up to you and says I want to do that I wish I could do that what made you do it I think I I think I I think I'm a bit of a car crash. And so like, you know, I was someone in the hood, like no one gave a shit about me. I was just like a, a neek. Do you know what I mean? And I guess like that's allowed me to kind of come at things in a different perspective. But I guess like I've, and just, I don't know, just say my, say, say my thing. And um, I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like, like basically if you're black and you're not talking like violence, or just like overt sex stuff. You just get kind of li li um, grouped as an like alternative. Mm. I think that's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of dead. Like, it's just like, no, it's like, this is, this is another voice. There's more to be said. Like, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on in our heads that needs to come out 
on a canvas like the the Basque art and and say the thing again and again that you hmm. you can't get out of your head. When you spat bars to your older cousin and he laughed yes. at you, how did that feel? It was my friend's cousin and uh he was a spitter. Yeah. Good one? Someone, he was pretty, someone you respected? Yeah, he was pretty rated. He was pretty rated. It was actually like my cut my my friend who I did ASAP with. Yeah. It was his cousin. Okay. So we were singing. But I had a couple of like Dibby kind of like garage bars. I just basically wanted to be Craig David. Didn't we all? Yeah, like at my that mum point kissed in my Craig life, David. Wow. At a rave in Southampton. Wow. No, I went on to work with Craig David and I told him. And uh I put extra on my invoice, basically. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know who you fucking think you are. <laughs> Getting off with my mum. Like what kind of like what like a like just, a vibe? That was the first thing I said to him when I walked in. I was like, oh by the way, just want to clear the air. You and my mum got together. Well, like a lit, like, well, like what kind of kiss? No, nah, it was like, I think they were just in a rave or whatever in Southampton. He was 19 or whatever. I don't know where I was. Probably right, right. In the mud somewhere. Um, yeah, I mean, she just always used to bring up, Born to Do It was my first album. That yeah. And she would always just be like, oh, you're listening to Craig, are you? And I'm like, shut up, you're doing kids. Oh, that's so deep. Yeah, man. right. And it was the first thing I said to him. And he was like, wow, you're just going to stick that on me mm. the second I meet you. And I was like, well, I have to. I can't sit in the back and think about punching you in the mouth. <laughs> I can't hold in this rage. I need you to know that if, I, if you catch me looking at you funny, that's why. Yeah. And no, he, he took it like a champion, bless mm. him. And but it's the sweet boys that you got to watch. It's, it's guys <laughs> like Craig that you got to watch. <laughs> They're, they're the ones that you got to really watch. <laughs> so you wanted to be Craig David. Yeah, and I, but he was, you know, so he had a couple bars and so I was I was spitting as well. So I don't know what was going on. I think there was some, I don't know if there's some instrumentals playing or whatever and he was spitting. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I got some bars and I just spat my shit. I was like, my 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 canems. Or like, do you know, like that kind of, that kind of dead kind of like thing. And he was just like, is that your bars? He was like, is that what you're, is that what you're spitting? And so I just thought, it wasn't really like, I guess like, it wasn't like a moment where I was like, like bitter about anything. I just remember it. Yeah. And I guess then I did just stick to doing what so I was. So you never rapped again. Yeah. <laughs> I know I did. I, I've always, I've always like kind of enjoyed it, but it's not something I'm particularly good at. Yeah. But it does, I think like it does inform the way that I write songs hmm. the way that I like rhyme words and stuff yeah. it's like informed by I mean, believe it or not I was a rapper as well oh really in Bournemouth yeah. I think everybody Every, everybody did it like come on Every, you grew up lying. on Grey David and Eminem yeah and Dr Dre 2001 come on it's like everyone everyone tried at least and there's no barriers because all you need is a voice you don't even need to be able to sing yeah yeah, yeah. you don't need any well, technology I mean, access to LimeWire to download hot beats <laughs> That was really helpful. I remember you used to have it to go to my friend's house from school and be like, can I come over and just make a beat CD quickly? Because yeah. I didn't have internet until I was 16. So I was right. like, I just, I just need, uh, I need gin and juice <laughs> instrumental. <laughs> I need this fucking Razkaz, like just proper random boom bap shit. But um, what, where the fuck was I going with that? Um, yeah, you're right. It does inform you. And I even find myself now being like, you've been way too lyrical with your melodies you're trying to fit way too much in like that's not you me that's how i feel about i have to check myself sometimes like why are you trying to fit you just go with it man. eight words into a thing no it's, it is a habit i think 
I still feel like I'm could be that guy. I think just go with it because the person that you are. Okay, like yeah, like you might do it, and you're like once you do it, you're like, oh, that's embarrassing. But it might be sick, bro. Might be. Probably not. If I don't like it, then I'm kind of like, oh, you know, most people won't like it. But no, it's just a, it's just a thing of where I'm like, just slow down, man. Like yeah. melodies are melodies. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a paragraph. It's not a f full story. It's just one little bit of music. Yeah. So I just have to like mold it into that and check myself. What I'm really interested in is your process. Yes. Apart from just getting high and sitting in the corner and waiting for the Holy Ghost to <laughs> pass through you. <laughs> How does uh, Merkage Dave's song start? Um, a lot of the time, I get ideas when I'm just walking around mm. uh, on the toilet, like just whatever, doing a washing up. Like ideas come to me out of the blue, or sometimes it's like when I'm watching a film or something. I don't know, like however, and then I just write down anything that I feel like is a line. I just mm. write down or it means something to me. I write down, and then some certain times, something will hit me hard, and I'll be like, "Okay, that's maybe time to put everything down." And not even that, just that's maybe like a hook line, oh, okay. or that's like a name of a song, or okay. that's the name of an album, or do you know what I mean? And um, I feel like with the last album, and also with this album, the name of the album appears to me, and then at first I'm like, "Nah, that's kind of stupid." And then after a while, I'm like, nah, it's kind of good. <laughs> and then like, but because it, it, and then and then like the concepts kind of starts to drive the songs. And um, but I guess it's like, and then, but then the hard bit, which is can be tough, is just sitting there because it doesn't always come straight away. And I, actually, I'm very slow at writing, and um, it can take me. It can take me like a month to like write a verse or something like that. Do you know what I mean? So it um, it's a slow process of just like being on my own and just just rewriting and rewriting. That's an important thing to uh, address the rewriting thing. I keep all my rewrites. Okay. Well, I keep I just keep all the pieces of paper. You know, that's. Jason Isbell, one of like my, what I think he's the best songwriter alive. Um, he spoke about his process, and he was like, when I think about my influences and I, I listen to them talk, I don't want to hear that you were given this idea. I want to know what fucking rock you found it under, and it's that of yeah. knowing that even the person I consider as like one of the greatest has to sit there and constantly turn over rocks and find nothing. Yeah. So in your like rewrites what what's happening you're just spitting it out and as Bukowski would say writing drunk and editing sober are you getting it all out and then coming back to it with a more of a judgmental eye and go you gotta go you gotta go and you can stay yeah kind of it's mad that you're even getting me to talk about this because most interviews I, I don't I wouldn't even this is not really an interview it's just a conversation isn't it but it's like I wouldn't really go into because it's like I feel like a, a lot of the reason why artists don't want to talk about it is because it ruins the magic because mm. the the most fans just want to know they don't want to know how hard you worked you worked yeah and i think it kind of is fine for it to stay that way i think but i guess this is like a we're really we've covered a lot and uh, i would just challenge that real quick of being like 
it's I don't think it's okay to uh, mystify the process because that's how people get away with not doing it because they go oh well the Holy Ghost didn't move nah, through me it's not about that though but do you know what it is do you know what it is it's like it to a lot of people it's boring yeah so like to my girlfriend yeah I will play her I'll just put it on in the background some new songs and the ones that she likes the most because mm. she just listens to like Rihanna and like Vibes Cartel and like that's it and yeah, like yeah. Beyonce yeah so and if I start telling her about my process she doesn't care so I guess like I don't want to like bore like the listeners because I don't know if they care or not mm. well, I mean, but, if but, but I think like with this the name of the podcast yeah. and even just the way just obviously the way that I know you and just and respect you, I know that this is the place okay. to talk about this kind yeah. of stuff. I, if, wouldn't, I wouldn't just pretend yeah, on if, here. If someone's here and it's two hours into the podcast, I'm pretty sure they want to hear about how you chisel away at a song. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what, they're like, well, finally, you can actually talk about some fucking process that we can use now. Talk about ideas and shit. What the hell? God and religion and fucking... I love this guy, man. <laughs> this is my guy, man. Um, like, no, do you know what I have? It's like on, on, um, on, um, I just write on my laptop. Mm. So I, I put my ideas on a, on a sheet in my phone. Um, I'll, I'll transfer it to, um, my, um, my laptop. Yeah. And then I'll start. So I'll have all the ideas on a sheet, but then it might be like of that sheet, I might have like, I don't know, like, eight there might be eight lines on that sheet that like are like okay for this tune but then but then I, I start I'll just go mad and just try and like write down as much stuff as I can and then um yeah and then I guess I'll start another sheet and then try and like get it right and yeah. then I'll start another sheet I always think I'm going to do one sheet and then I will do like four or five sheets maybe six sheets per song but then every time I'm trying to like, and then like, it'll get to a point where I've exhausted my brain. So I'll stop. And sometimes I'm high, sometimes I'm sober. Mm. I do it, diff it, I don't really have like a way. When I, when, maybe like three, four years ago, I was always high. Whereas now, I get into the trance anyway. Just from, because my, my brain knows, it's like, oh, you're looking at the screen, there's lyrics on the screen, yeah. trance time. Like, do you know what I mean? And so sometimes I'm high, sometimes I'm not. But like, I guess my brain will get exhausted at one point. I'll take a break then I, the next day. And I, I always record. I don't really demo stuff. I just record it on um, voice note. Mm -hmm. And if it sounds good on voice note, then it's probably a good song. Yeah. So that's how I do it. Yeah. But I guess it's just different for everyone, isn't it? Like everybody has their different way of doing it. It's an important uh, thing for people to understand, I think. Like I said that a lot this podcast uh, it's an important thing to pe for, for people to understand that, that there might be eight sheets of lyrics yeah for a verse there might yeah, be yeah, yeah, there talk. might be one sheet of lyrics for a line yeah you know and it's not it's almost uh, you can almost I, I do anyway you can almost consider it a failure you know when you you put down a whole sheet of paper 
and you and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? But then a line comes, or yeah, yeah. in there when you revisit it, there you're like, oh wow, I was tripping that day. That's a fucking line right there. Yeah. It's um not a failure to edit. It's not a failure to chisel away. You know, like for uh, to to analogize it, it's it's almost like sculpting. Yeah. You c collect up your materials and you have to chisel away, which means you have to put first of all on the page fucking 100 words if you have to 200 words uh, uh, one sheet um one whole like story of unfiltered thoughts you know and then chisel away the best parts out of them some people f might sit down and think all right well i've got to get this line now i need it and i can't move on until i've got that's it. what blocks you mm -hmm. a lot of the time it depends how your brain works but for a lot of people that's the thing that can block you i think one of the most important things for me was realizing that it's not an academic process. I guess like I was brought up on like that kind of like immigrant attitude of like hard work equals success. And I guess that works at school and stuff like that. But I feel like there's two areas where I feel like in life, you still have to, you still have to be consistent and work hard to be consistent. But actually the process of it, I feel like in creativity, and in love is, uh, it's, it's, it's different, isn't it? It's like, well, that's the way I see it anyway. It's like, it's like, just because you've sat there for a week and you've come out with two lines, you're not a failure. You might have sat there for two minutes and written a whole song. Like I've been speaking to my, my youngest brother. He said that there was a beat that he, 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 he makes, he, he could do anything him, mm. but like he, he does make beats and um, he, he made a beat in like, in like five minutes and he was like, yeah, well, it's, it's not really that technical and I made it in five minutes, so I don't respect it. I'm like, bro, like that doesn't matter. Like that, he's thinking about it. Like, it's like that doesn't matter. Like, does it bang? Yeah, like, yeah. does it bang? Do you like it? Like, do you like to make it, it makes you feel? And I feel like, it's like, it's like that with, 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 with music. And I think with like, I don't know why, I, I guess that, yeah, with love as well, that like you can't like, you can't just like shoehorn your way into, into the, to the situation. You can't just, or box, tick, tick the box. I feel like, you know, in a lot of jobs, uh, we have that culture we have like box ticking culture we had it at school and you have it in the jobs that you have and even like when I'm dealing with like stuff outside you know, like music industry stuff mm. or like you know I don't know whatever like the, anything outside of the creative process you come across it that oh well I've done this this and this so I've done my job yeah and I feel like in like creativity it doesn't work like that you can't just say, oh, I've done this and this, so it's a good song. Yeah. Or I haven't done this and this, so it's a shit song. Yeah. It doesn't... So are you saying that in uh, relationships, you can't just like do things and that be enough? You can't just... Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I've got... I mean, it's true because you have to put love into it. Like, let's say in a relationship, oh, well, I kissed you on the forehead and I cleaned up in the lounge Sorry. and I said, you look nice. Uh, so, how am I a bad boyfriend? Why are you leaving me? 
like yeah but you didn't do it with love you didn't mean it you didn't yeah. do it how with does it passion. feel yeah yeah how does it feel it's like i feel like especially i don't know if i don't know if it's been exasperated by the kind of like the tinder thing i don't know i've never been like i don't i'm not on tinder yet <laughs> but but <laughs> But, but basically, I feel like you can't, this is my opinion, yeah? You can't treat a relationship like your career. Mm. You can't be like, okay, well, I've been working in this role for this long, so now I need a raise. Mm. Or now, in a job, that's the perfect, you know, now I need more responsibility. Now I need to be managing people. Now I need to do, do, do. It's like, you can't just be like, well, I've done this for six months, so now we need to go on holiday, and now we need to move in. And mm. these things happen. If you feel, if you feel it, it happens, isn't it? I don't know. Like I feel it's a bit, it's a little bit different, but I feel like just from my experience of life, those are the two areas where you can't apply like raw academic thought to, mm. and you have to. Um, you know, and I guess that's why we that's why we love music by young people so much because they're not really intellectualizing it that much. Mm. They're just like doing it. Yeah. So I don't. Know. I've, uh, I I agree completely. I learned it in my relationship that I'm in now, and I've been in for two years. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's what you've been doing what? for the last two years. Oh, yeah, that's what I've been yeah, doing okay, for two okay. years. Okay, all right, you see. Right, right, right. Well, it's just, she, it was her first, like, real experience of love. And it destroys you. Like, it makes you have to rethink everything. And it presents you with an opportunity or a decision that you yeah. have to make of, am I going to stay the same and keep all of my bullshit, which means this relationship won't work, as yeah. you found out with music? Yeah. Or am I going to throw myself into the fire in a hope that I'll come out polished and worthy of, of this pursuit? Okay, yeah. Um, and as she was going through that, I was learning patience. I was learning how to, first of all, guide someone through it or help someone guide themselves through it, but also just be there and be supportive without necessarily actively doing anything. Mm. But then it got to a point after a couple of months where it, it was difficult. I'm not going to lie. Um, it was really difficult. And I stuck in there, thank God. And and so did she. She she did the, the work. But there was a point where I was patient but i wasn't present there was a point where i was there but i checked out okay i became kind of numb to the situation right and even just thinking about it now i kind of do the same sometimes in the creative process i show up to the studio and i'm like well i'm here so where's my song yeah. where's my idea but it's actually you have to be here you have to tick the boxes and do all of those things because they are important but Tick them with some kind of presence, with some kind of spirit, with some kind of attention, you know, and and intention and purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. And then that uh, was really important for me to learn. It's like patience, patience, and being numb. You know, it doesn't work. Just sitting down with a sheet of paper and and either expecting it to come out or you, or just detaching from the process and not being in it. 
not being completely surrendered to the process, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's super interesting listening to you say that because it's kind of what you're saying is like, it's like, or the way I'm taking it is like, you're like not work, you're working at not work, but you're like, you, you have to like work, but not work or not work, but work. Yeah. But work, work at not working. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. In a way. Yeah. That's, you, you that's the battle, right? You have to learn how to unlearn everything. This is more like wider, bigger picture. Um, you have to learn how to unlearn your habits, yeah. your bullshit. And that's where I am anyway now at the moment is learning how to unlearn all of those things. It's just a mental idea to show up to work to then the real work is not doing anything. To show up and be a vehicle for artistically, show up, get on my push bike, cycle from wood green to the studio yeah put in, get here stink sweating you don't wet stink, t-shirt bro. and then sit at the computer ready to work and then go well now i have to get out of the way now i have to stop my brain now yeah I have yeah to stop yeah, everything yeah, yeah. and just let this pass through um and detaching from the idea that just because i showed up it's enough no how do you keep challenging yourself at the moment what are you doing to challenge yourself that's oh mate again i was gonna say that's a good question <laughs> um like not everybody gets it and and so i feel like every time i knock a wall down or i get into the next room by it you mean you yeah because because of the things that i talk about and the way that I look and the way that I express myself and the things that I've, maybe some of the things that I've done in the past, you always hit, I always hit these little walls. And much as it can be frustrating, I find it quite motivating. So what's the challenge there? I come across people who, um, you know, they might just see like the bald head and the beard and they might be like, yes, I know who you are. You're the mad black man. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, or you're, you're, you're a joker because like you did a podcast once with Mike Skinner. So you're, you're the funny man or whatever. And it's like, you kind of, it, it, it can be frustrating, but actually that's the challenge. It's like, just stay still and you don't let it wind you up and um, you just keep creating. I mean, that's a, I'll summarize your point is that how you challenge yourself these days is to not let yourself get annoyed by people who don't understand what you're trying to do. Yeah. So is it that big of a problem for you? I think when it, when it, when it's not related to what you're doing, then mm -hmm. no, but when it's like, it could be someone at a radio station. Okay. Not it could playing be, a song. It or... could be a booker. Okay. It could be someone at a venue. It could be, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they just don't, they haven't even listened to the music a lot of the time. But yeah, you just, I, I kind of like, I think someone who perpetually puts himself in a, like, I don't do this, but I feel like Kanye, from literally, from him being the producer rapper, mm. he's kept himself frustrated. He's probably just trying to put himself back into that space. Mm. There's something to be said for feeling frustrated about certain situations, which I feel like every creative person 
probably is frustrated in some kind of way. Yeah. And it's like slowly disproving or like rejecting the thing that you don't like mm. and um and creating your way out of so like my album is a is a good example of that of like where I was before and after that album now I can I can tour the UK I can play shows and people turn up and they sing the words so what's the if you um so the frustration was being that person who well, you were and not being who you wanted to be well before I was like DJing hmm. I was doing I was doing uh I was run, I'd running parties. I was always making music, but I was doing uh, the podcast thing, raves, DJing, and it was like, you know, I'd try and put a song out, mm. and it'd be like, DJ Murkish Dave tries his hand at music or whatever. And that could be a bit... And I'm not saying you shouldn't do more than one thing, because I feel like I, I, I love DJing, and like next year I, I want to do a bit more DJing. Um, but I think it was like... I think it was like, I guess, there was a bit of a frustration at that. It's like, like I've, so like say like car bomb. So I've got like, I've said something really honest and I don't think you've really listened to it. You've just kind of um, looked at me and maybe looked at something that I did five years ago and judged it off that, which is fine. Cause like at the end of the day, I'm not that important to someone else's life. They got their own. They got their family, their relationships, Love Island, like what, whatever you're, whatever you're competing with. Yep. At that time, you're not that important. But it's like, how do I? I think there is a motivating force in slowly proving that thing wrong, you know, and not through getting mad. And not through screaming and not through going on Twitter and saying mad shit. Just write another song. Write another song. Write and another song. And prove yourself right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I am. Yeah. There's something happening. Yeah, yeah. Even, even similarly, it's like silence and you're in a critic. You know, those people who don't believe in you, there's part of that in yourself as well. Part of that in me, anyway. Yeah. Of the person, the person who doesn't get it because, you know, I may have made some videos in the past and now I'm making music or I made a podcast or whatever. It's like part of me is also like, well, who do you think you are jumping from one thing to the next? And then it's again showing up to do the work or not do the work, however you mm. want to look at it. Showing up to do the work just to prove myself wrong and right at the same time. You know, like that the bad things I think about myself are wrong and that the good things I think about myself are right. But I do think that that, uh, Van Gogh quote fucking if there's a voice that says you cannot paint then by all means paint and the voice will be quiet um, similar thing like there's a voice that's telling you whether it's coming from a radio DJ or a fucking blog or whatever or whether it's coming from yourself if there's a voice that says you can't do something then you better get up and go do it because the voice ain't going away that's the thing this is something that Mike Skinner taught me actually uh I guess there's this kind like especially on like Instagram and stuff you get all these memes like positive vibes only and like like flushing away you know you get those memes people brushing away negative thoughts yeah. and stuff like that everyone has negative thoughts everyone doubts themselves 
I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And actually, it can be really good. It's a really good form of quality control. I think it's only a problem when it overcomes the positive, mm. when you have more negative thoughts than, than positive. But I don't think, I feel like this whole thing of trying to ignore your self-doubt, I don't know, can that work? Like, are you, can you really block out your self-doubt, I think you should use it as a motivating, like you're saying, as a motivating force to um, to do something. Yeah, to bring something positive and reassuring into the world because the world doesn't need any more self-doubt. The world doesn't need any more doubt yeah. in general. It needs some reassurance. It needs some positivity yeah so make a meme about that but it, it, it that's what it needs to be brought in it doesn't need to be paralyzed by fear anymore it needs to be blossomed by love and that's uh, the fucking challenge but right? then you get into the next room mm. and then you're looking around and you're like oh shit i shouldn't be in this room you felt that in the last room mm. and you're like oh shit i shouldn't be here and then you've kind of got to maybe work out why you should be in the room this whole journey that you've had up until this point. Yeah. What do you feel like it's been leading you towards? I guess like I want to, um, I want to do, I want to keep doing what I'm doing. And, um, I want to, um, I want to find um, ways to kind of reach more people, but not at the cost of my happiness or how I feel about myself. When you think about the last album, I mean, the fact that you've enlisted all of your favourite artists and friends or whatever for the special edition, yeah, the fact that they believe in you as much as you believe in them all of the shit that happened before getting up to this point what has been the biggest thing that you've learned or an important thing that you've learned that you're going to take into the next project and the next things you create i think it's like it's weird it's like you know that you mentioned before like getting out of your own way so it's kind of like it's kind of a bit of like kind of getting out of your own way but then getting out of your own way of yourself, like, like believing in yourself, believing it, understanding that the way that you are, not not your idea of your of how of how you of looking cool to people, but actually how you are. I guess being okay with that version of yourself, and then also knowing when to just like shut the fuck up, basically, which I haven't done much of in the last two hours, but. I guess you are asking me questions. <laughs> That's perfect. That's a perfect place to wrap it now, up. Now I'm going to shut the fuck up. And <laughs> not speak for the rest of the weekend. Bro, thank you so much for just sitting down and, and chatting with me and, and being open about your process and just about your thoughts and your life and, and, and your challenges and your successes and defeats and the whole fucking spectrum. Bro, like... I'd, I don't know, I just want to say thank you to you for asking me to do this, but also, like, I'm not going to lie, like, brother, a lot of the stuff, you, I didn't even know, 
I'm a bit worried about how this is going to come out. Well, what, do you, what do you mean? As in like, because like a lot of the stuff that I said, I didn't even... No, it wasn't pre I even know. It wasn't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not scripted. No, no. And like you're asking me stuff about myself that I'm not even aware of. Mm. So it's actually been really helpful for me. And if some people find it interesting, then that's even great. If the people that listen to, to, to you and, uh, you know, people that want to hear this about me, if they find it helpful, even better. It's been amazing for me to listen to, yeah, man, and this yeah. keeping the, the thread of inspiration going. Yeah, man, like Kane. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Thank yeah, you so much. Love, cool. Cool. All good? Hell yeah, brother. All right.